today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. (laughs) She shall rejoice in time to come. That's important. Don't miss that. She's the, can you imagine how much joy this woman would have? How How much rejoicing? this woman would have? How how blessed is she? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Proverbs. Today, Pastor J.D. will share with you some of the attributes of a godly woman that is outlined in Proverbs chapter 31. Such attributes include strength and honor, plus so much more. So if you are a woman and you're listening today, take the time to read Proverbs 31. You'll learn so much about God's will for your life. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Proverbs chapter 31 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. But, you know, we miss it in this culture, sadly. But in the Middle East, in my culture, it is, you would never see a father gather his robe in that day, in that culture, and today, in the, to this day, modern day. You'll never see the father run to the son. And yet that is the picture that God wants indelibly etched on the tablets of our hearts and minds concerning who He is as our loving Heavenly Father. Just waiting, watching from afar when He sees us come to Him. And I, you know, the, the parable is so powerful because it's like the son is rehearsing what he's going to say. Well, okay, Dad, I'm so sorry I took my, all my inheritance. I completely blew it. Take me back. I mean, I don't even have to be your son. I'll, I'll be your servant. He's probably rehearsing that all the way back home. Okay, okay, Dad, I'm sorry. No, I don't want to say it like that. Okay, Dad, I'm, and, he, and he's rehearsing how he's going to, and, and then much to his surprise, I would imagine, when his father sees him from afar off, he runs to him and embraces Him. That's our Heavenly Father. Yeah, but man, I really blew it. I know. You think I was surprised? Can you imagine that? God's surprised. What did J.D. do? Oh, no. He's waiting for us to show mercy to us. It's not about what I've done. It's what He's already done. It's already been paid for. I am forgiven. I have but to get to the cross as quickly as I can and ask for forgiveness because that's where my sin was paid for and that's where the past stays. You know that saying, I I hate to, I actually, and I don't usually do this, you know, like secular quotes that are sanctified in a sacred sense. Okay, here's the secular saying. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, see, look at your reaction already. I, now I wish I would have never brought it up. 
but the sin that I take to the cross stays at the cross because that's where it was paid for. And my problem is, is that I'm, you know, I, I, I take it to the cross, I, you know, and, and then I, I kind of take it back. I start carrying it around. And the longer I carry it, the heavier it gets. And that's exactly what Satan wants. And he keeps rubbing your nose in your past. I have to confess that when it became clear that God was calling me into the ministry, into <laughs> the pastorate no less, I, I think it was Gail Irwin who once said, the only thing that makes me wonder about God is His calling and choosing of me. That's the only thing that makes me wonder, hmm, that's the only thing that makes me question God, is that He would choose to use someone like me. And it took me a while. I mean, I fought, I kicked, I bit, I scratched, I, you know, uh, that's why I'm calling you, because again, God calls and uses the foolish to confound the wise. Why do you think that is? So that He alone can get the glory. So as we study this chapter, what we're going to see here is the mercy of God. Here's this virtuous woman, this godly wife and mother, despite her past, as only God can. So verse 1, we're told that these are the words of King Lemuel. Who's that? Solomon. It's believed that that's what his mom, Bathsheba, would call him. You know how, you know how moms are. They have nicknames for their little baby boys. I won't tell you what mine was. But my mom would not call me by my name. If she called me by my name, I was in deep kimchi. If she calls you by your full name, it's really bad. But when there's this affectionate, you know, name given, this nickname, this, you know, endearing name, and that's what it's believed was his name that she would call him. Come here, little Lemuel. <laughs> the utterance which his mother taught him. Now verse 2 is interesting because it almost sounds local. What, my son? Right? <laughs> and what, son of my womb? And what, son of my vows? It's a kind of a rhetorical, poetic. Oh, by the way, this proverb is an acrostic proverb, which means that each verse started with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it is a poetic writing and an acrostic in that sense. And the reason why some of the scriptures, like we saw this particularly in the book of Psalms, were written in an acrostic is because that's how you would remember. I was able actually to memorize the names of all the books of the Bible using the first letter of each book. And even though it was nonsensical, just using the acrostic, I was able to memorize. And for me, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> the, anyway, that's enough of my problem. So this is an acrostic proverb. Verse 3, do not give your strength to women, 
nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, verse 6, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. What's the godly advice from Solomon's mother? It's this, and here's the common denominator. Do not, as a king, someone in a position of responsibility and authority and leadership, do not come under the intoxicating influence of wine and women, because if you do, your judgment will be skewed. You will not be able to judge righteously, wisely, because both when you're brought under that influence can be devastating to one who is in that position as king. And verse 8 is really the reason why. She says, open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. If you're brought under the undue influence of strong wine and seductive women, that will impair, impede your ability to judge righteously. Now verse 10, this is where it, it kind of turns a corner. And I don't know of any woman who will read this chapter and not come away thinking, <laughs> and I'll even add, I don't know of any husband who has not read this chapter and said to his wife, honey, we need to talk. Have you, have you read, have you read Proverbs 31? I mean, how much guilt, talk about guilt, has been laid on these poor wives to, to meet this standard, to measure up to the Proverbs 31 woman. <gasps> I mean, you just read this thing, you just think, what? Oh, you want, let's go through it. Let's have some fun with it. Why not? Who can find a virtuous wife, verse 10? for her worth is far above rubies. That's good. We're off, off to a good start. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, Hebrews says, and obtains favor from the Lord. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, huh? Okay, so we're okay so far. Verse 11, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. And verse 12 gets better. She does him good and not evil. Implication, a wife can do evil to her husband. 
all the days of her life, she does him good. You've heard this saying, doubtless you've heard this saying, behind every successful man is a woman. There's some truth to that. Now, let's be clear, as men, I'm the man of my house. I'm the head of my home. But my wife is the neck, she tells. I wear the pants in my family. But my wife tells me which pair to wear. I say that jokingly, obviously, but I think you get the point. You know, the wife is the unsung hero when it comes to the man. I will just say very candidly that were it not for my wife, I would not be here. (laughs) I can assure you of that. She is supportive of me. The good that she does to me, the support that she gives to me, the love that she has for me. Man, I'll tell you, there have been times, been so down, discouraged. You know, ministry can get hard sometimes. I'm not seeking sympathy, but the ministry's hard, especially in these last days. There's been times where I've just, you know, at the end of the day I'm just bust up, man. (laughs) And she'll come in, and she's like my cheerleader. You can do it, you can do it, big G, little O, go, go. And I mean, that's all, I'm good for another month. That's all it takes. And conversely, could you imagine if she wasn't like that? And it's been a long day, and I come home, I'm all bust up, and she looks at me and goes, why don't you just get it over with, curse God and die. Oh, whoa, yeah, let's not go there. We already discussed Job's wife. Why did I do that? That's kind of, verse 13, (laughs) she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's a hard worker. She is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She, verse 15, also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. How you guys doing? Okay. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it from her prophets. She plants a vineyard. How about that? What are you doing? (laughs) See what I mean? (laughs) Hang in there. (laughs) She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives, verse 18, that her merchandise is good, the quality of it, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. So here's this amazing woman, right? So industrious, so virtuous, very hardworking, gets up early, makes sure everything's ready for her family. She's very compassionate to her servants, her employees. 
She considers them. She's very compassionate to the poor. She considers them, reaches out to them, gives to them. Verse 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. Now, here we are in Hawaii. This is foreign to us, but I can promise you, coming from Spokane, Washington, in January, in December sometimes, in February. So I'll never forget. In fact, the year was 1997, I think. Might have been 87. Anyway, it's all a blur now. Man, it's so long ago. And we were in Spokane. It was in February, and it was with, without the wind chill, 40 degrees below zero. Yeah. And, and they were saying, you know, talk about wearing masks. They said, don't go outside because if you breathe in that cold air, it can actually, you know, have some negative, uh, you know, consequences on your uh, uh, lungs. So you were actually told to, wow, everything comes full circle, but for a different reason. So, you know, you, you wear protective covering. And I mean, you wouldn't go outside. You wouldn't dare go outside without like six layers of clothing. You had everything covered, hands, head, face, everything. It was so, it was bone cold. I remember times I would, I would be out all day at an auction in cold. I would come home. I couldn't get warm for like two days. I was in front of the fireplace. And then the snow. Oh my goodness, the snow. I had a driveway. It was a very long driveway. Doing a long driveway in snow country. So I, I, I used to, you know, do the, because I'm a man, I need the exercise. And so I used to shovel, you know, by hand until there was all of a sudden now six feet of snow. I'm not exaggerating. Six feet of snow. So forget that. I got a snowblower. I'm pushing the snowblower and it takes about a, a half hour, 45 minutes, a long driveway to get the snow. And then as soon as you're done, you get inside, take off your clothes and, you know, kind of look at the fruits of your labor. And then what happens? More snow. So, I mean, I feel her pain here. <laughs> but she's not afraid of the snow, not afraid of the cold. Why? because her household is clothed with scarlet and kept warm. Verse 22, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Purple is a, a color associated with royalty. Her husband, now get this, this is, this is kind of humorous. Indulge me for a second. So, uh, sometimes when we're out and about, not so much lately for obvious reasons, but we'll be out and about and someone will uh, say to my wife, are, are you JD's wife? To which she'll usually respond with something like, it depends. <laughs> anyway, that's another, another story, but that's what happens 33 years of marriage. But, uh, but I'll never forget. So when we first, because she's a Kailua girl born and raised, right? So we move here, and all of a sudden now it wasn't, are you JD's wife? It's like, hey, are you Kelly's husband? She's over there going, yeah, did you hear that? Her husband. 
is known in the gates. Hey, that's her husband. It is? Yeah. Oh, in the gates. You know what the gates were? This is where they conducted all of the business affairs, all of the business and commerce, and this was the hub of all of the city activity was at the city gate. And so here he shows up, he walks up, and they're not saying, hey, that's so-and-so. No, they're saying, hey, that's her husband. Wow, what a blessed man. Oh, when he sits among the elders of the land, he's known as her husband. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. I'm sorry, I'm chuckling, but it's kind of like, enough already. <laughs> what, is, what, what does she not do? Apparently nothing. She does everything. Verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. <laughs> she shall rejoice in time to come. That's important. Don't miss that. She's the, can you imagine how much joy this woman would have? How, mu how much rejoicing this woman would have? How, how blessed is she? Verse 26, just when you think it wouldn't <laughs> get even more interesting, not only is she blessed with the work of her hands, so industrious and such a hard worker. Now when she talks, listen to this, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. You know how it is that some people, I mean, they've got everything anyone could ever want and more. And outwardly you, you look at them and you think to yourself, man, they're, they're really blessed. And they are. But sometimes what comes packaged with that is a mean spirit and arrogance, and not her, to be that, and it's, this is wealth we're talking about here. Everything we have described here in this chapter would indicate that she was wealthy. Proverbs is a book of action. The sage life applications written in its pages not only give you something to think about, but they inspire you to act upon what you've read. As you continue to study this book with Pastor J.D., approach each nugget of wisdom prayerfully, asking God to show you how you can incorporate it into your own life. He can and does teach you through His Word. We'd be honored to be praying for you during this study. Would you let us know how we could be doing that for you? You can connect with us by visiting our website, in spiritandtruthradio.com and clicking on contact under the about tab. We'll get in touch with you as soon as we can. You'll also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You're welcome to interact with us there. Pastor JD's teachings are also available on YouTube. Links to all of these are available at our website. 
Are you part of a church? We want to encourage you to find and begin regularly attending a church in your area if you haven't already. If you're near Kaneohe, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, on our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. That website also houses all of Pastor J.D.'s teachings, including his weekly prophecy updates and the ABCs of salvation. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. It can help you start a conversation with someone you love. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us for this in-depth study of Proverbs right here on In Spirit and Truth.